This podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan, but what's getting in your way every time? It's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica Lee McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening Podcast. Hello, my sweet hapsters. How you doing today? You know, I heard from a couple of you guys this week, which I so appreciate. Hello, how many times do I get to tell you? Go and connect with me on Instagram. What's happening? W Jess. And I want to hear from all of you. Every single one. Even you, mom. Come and connect with me on Instagram. Just kidding. You can text me. But yeah, I uh, I love hearing from you and I'm bummed. If you are loving this podcast, definitely come and connect with me on Instagram, but also leave a review so that other people, it helps to boost the rating so that other people can even find this podcast and also enjoy it like you do, right? I really don't have any reviews and the feedback that I get, the anonymous feedback I get has been like people coming and then signing up as clients, which is amazing. Or just random people telling me they think my voice is sexy, which I mean, don't get me wrong, I'll take it. (laughs) But uh, I want to hear what you think about the episodes, what feelings you're having in your business, what is going on, what would you like to hear more of? I recently had someone tell me that they want me to do an episode on the feelings we feel if we have to fire someone how we feel afterwards and during and before that process, which I think is such a great idea. So I'm going to talk about that um, in an upcoming episode. But today we get to start the bonus series. Are you pumped up? Let's do it. This little bonus series within a series is about accessing our highest selves. So um, what I mean by that is that there's all different identities that each of us hold And for me, when people, when clients come to me and they're presenting who they are or their personality or describing themselves, they're usually describing it as if it's a fixed thing, as if it's a fact. And then what happens is that they struggle to access or be be the version of themselves that they want to be, maybe something that they just don't believe that they are, but the type of person that they want to be, they they don't know how to bridge that gap. And certainly maybe they have access to it um, when things are going well, but not access to their highest self and the version of themselves that they want to be when circumstances aren't going their way. And in 2020, we had a lot of that, right? I certainly don't think anyone would have chosen to have all of our kids be pulled into homeschool, or for restaurants to not do indoor dining, kill killing me. But of course, there are some serious things at hand. So we got to do what we got to do, right? The circumstances are what they are. And given that, I wanted to do a series of episodes giving you the thoughts and the feelings that I have so that I access and that I think when I am accessing my highest self right? And these thoughts and feelings are really all you need because what people ask me a lot of the times is, how do you, how do you 
you know, show up. When are you going to write a book on co-parenting, right? Because I'm co-parenting and having a really amazing time co-parenting with my ex-husband. We're, we're having fun, honestly, um, figuring it out and just making Calvin's childhood a unique experience and just so full of love and all that is great. But the what I want to offer is that it's not necessarily what I do or what I plan to do because things get in the way of my plans. What's most important is that I have solid foundational thoughts that I practice believing and feelings in place so that I can get grounded and get back into those thoughts and feelings whenever Uh, you know, I'm not able to take the action that I planned for or that the circumstances don't go my way. And I realized that that wasn't just the case with co-parenting, right? It was the case with all of my identities or all of my selves. So today we're going to talk about being the best coachee or a student. Basically when I'm being coached by my coach or by any of my coaches or when I've been a student, how I access me being like the best student, the best coachee. And I wanted to start with this first because it was something that my clients are kind of um, sometimes still grasping to figure out. Like, how do I get the most out of working with Jess? How do I show up and just make sure that I'm going to make my investment so worthwhile, which it always is, obviously. But um, especially like if you're going in and one of your goals is to make your money back, that is so, so it's like pretty much guaranteed if you do the following things. Yeah, no, it's not pretty much. It's guaranteed if you do the following things. So here is what I do when to be the best coachee and you can borrow any and all of these thoughts and feelings. Numero uno, I do what the fuck my coach says. (laughs) So this one is kind of just, if you take away any one of the things, it's this one. Just do what your coach says. My goodness, here's the thing. If I don't typically subscribe to just blindly following what anyone tells you to do, but if they're your coach, you signed up to work with them. You already probably did a lot of due diligence, or even if it was a quick decision, you haven't known them for a long, or you know, you just have been following them on social media and you don't know them at all, which has been the case for a lot of my um my amazing coaches that I have stumbled into working with. I I just still have this gut. I make the decision to work with them. And I'm just going to trust the process. I'm going to trust that they know what they're doing. And I'm just going to do whatever they say. Because if I don't, I'm undermining my decision to sign up with them. And usually when I find that people are are pushing back and not really doing what I'm saying in my, in my clients, it's usually out of fear or avoid, avoidance or an unwillingness to uh, feel that discomfort that comes along with doing a lot of this work. Okay. Number two, if I don't agree with or understand why my coach says something, I can ask. I'll ask why they want me to do this neutrally, not defensively, right? And then I do it anyway. (laughs) So note, remember rule number one, I always do whatever my coach says, okay? And it doesn't mean that I do it blindly. Sometimes I may not understand, so I want to ask why. And I'm a questioner by nature. If you've ever taken Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies quiz, um, one of the, the, I forget what they call it, like the types is 
a questioner and that's me. So it just helps me to understand why before I can take any action. But as a policy, I can ask why, but it doesn't really matter whether I get it or still agree when they answer. I'm still going to do it anyway because I'll try anything twice. Got to give it a fair shake. Also, also, this brings me to rule number three, which is that I'm always going into coaching with my scientist hat on. There is only upside to an experiment, okay? You guys know I brand myself as a happiness scientist. This is because I I do not have a, you know, PhD. I'm not a I'm not an actual um, you know, physical scientist. However, I am a social scientist of of sorts, right? I run experiments. If someone tells me that this is going to um this this works in business, I'm going to experiment with it. Something someone tells me that this you know, lotion is a good thing to try. I'm willing to try. I'll experiment with it. And in doing so, I take all of my emotion out of it because I'm not super attached to winning or losing to the result. Maybe I set a hypothesis, right? And I, I'm like, okay, this is what I think will happen. This is what's supposed to happen. And then the reason there's only upside is because you either win, right? You either get the your hypothesis and your results match or you fail, which is also like winning because you learn, right? You win or you learn. Okay. And putting on that scientist hat and as a coachee, it helps me tap into the feeling of curiosity and curious is my superpower emotion as a, as a coachee. I really want to be curious with what's coming up for me, why I've resisted this, why I didn't think of doing this myself, um, why did they think of this? Is this working for them? If it is, don't question it anymore. Just go back to rule number one and do what your coach says, right? But curious, it helps me to kind of keep an open mind, yeah? And then neutral is also my other superpower emotion, okay? When you're a scientist, it's not about emotions. And as you know, the slogan of my podcast Even though business isn't personal, it is emotional. So we need to make sure that we are taking conscious steps and efforts to like take off our human hat and put on the scientist hat where everything is just about data and it's not really a big deal what the result is, which is true, right? Because it's all, life is all a series of experiments. Okay, number four is I'm willing to question everything I know. When I go in and I'm working with a coach, so I just yesterday signed up with a new coach. This will be like probably my fourth coach that I've paid thousands of dollars. Um, Yeah, four, maybe five. Yeah, definitely fourth um, coach that have paid thousands of dollars for their coaching and their expertise. And I, when I go in, I'm just like, all right there are the reason I'm here is to learn the reason I'm here is to stretch and to grow so in order to do that I first need to tap into being willing I need to surrender to the process and a huge part of that is just being willing to question everything I know doesn't mean I'm gonna go in and just be like completely blind question everything I know and then just agree with them and just change everything about my thoughts and my beliefs but it does mean that I'm willing to examine it to question it to pull it pull it out 
each of my thoughts and look at them and say like, is what result is this thought creating for me? Is it one that I like? Does it feel good to think this thought? And if not, that's fine. Sometimes I still like to keep thoughts that that don't yield positive emotions, that yield negative emotions. But is this negative emotion useful? Is it one that I want to kind of... Um, di- I'm going to mix metaphors here. I'm not even going to do it. Is it one that I want to keep? Okay. Um, and number five, I establish for myself or with my coach in some cases, what I want to get out of coaching. Now, this really mostly applies if you were signing up for like a coaching program. So if you're coaching with the same person for three months or for six months, I usually establish for myself what kind of goal I want to get out of that. Sometimes though, I'm just going into general coaching and what I want, especially more advanced now, or sometimes like very advanced or very beginner, you don't really know exactly what you want. You just kind of know you need to be upgrading your thoughts and you need to be doing some exploring and you want some guidance and expediting of this process. Um, Then it's okay to kind of go in and not really have a goal, uh, but make sure that you establish with your coach, like, okay, I want to figure out the answer to this. I want to create a goal as far as my career or as far as you know, finances or as far as my relationships, whatever it is. Okay. Number six is I have the thought always, this is working. (laughs) Again, this sounds so basic, but I can't even tell you how many of my clients come in and they're like a month in and they're doing exactly everything that I'm telling them to do. And they're not feeling great, (laughs) which is kind of how it works. I know you're like, what? (laughs) Yeah. You have to feel kind of terrible before you can feel better. Um, my job is not to make you feel good. It's to stretch you. It's to help you grow. It's to help you create new results. And if you want to create something new, you have to think and feel new things. And the process of thinking new things and believing those things is work. It takes a lot of discomfort, right? It takes that questioning of your brain. Your brain's not going to like it, right? So they're doing this. They're maybe if it's on the business front, they're starting to make offers a lot. (laughs) I'm having them change some things up. They have to go back to feeling like a beginner. They don't like it. They're kicking and screaming, right? And they are collecting their failures as they're supposed to. And they're using that as evidence that it's not working. And they're coming to me like every week, like it's not working. I don't know. I'm just not doing a good job. It's not working. And I'm like, you know what I think about that? That is just like not a useful thought as my coach calls it, that's a $0 thought. (laughs) You can keep it if you want, but it's going to make you $0. And so we want to just always, my job is to flip you to that part. And as a coachee, I just always think like the most helpful thought I can think is this is working. This is how it's supposed to look. Even when I'm failing, even when I'm not getting the result that I think I should be getting at this time, we just can't know the how or the timeline. Okay. So release that. Number seven is um, I'm responsible for the energy I bring to sessions, okay? That doesn't always mean that it's a fun and happy energy, even though that is my natural state. <laughs> um, no, 50% of the time, I'm, I'm all about fun and happiness. But sometimes the energy I'm bringing is just like, ugh, like I have no idea. And the energy is still, it's not like whiny or defensive or like, arms crossed it's always a surrender even if it's negative even if it's just like it's like 
I surrender. Help me. (laughs) Tell me. (laughs) Show me the thoughts that are standing in my way, right? Okay. Number eight is that I have the thought, my growth and my goals are as good as done. Just signing up with my coach is usually one of my favorite parts of the process because every time I spend that money, I think the thought, my goals, they're as good as done. They're as good as done. I just signed up with this awesome coach. Everything's amazing. It's as good as done. It doesn't matter what happens from this point out, I'm going to achieve it just because I decided I will, right? It's, it sounds so crazy, but I promise you, you need to tap into this thought at all times, not just at the end of your six months or three months or whatever it is. When I'm a coachee, I'm always reminding and practicing the belief that my goals are as good as done. Number nine is I schedule in everything that's self-paced. So sometimes you just have accountability. My one-on-one clients, we meet every week, once a week, but sometimes I, um, you know, I'm in a group coaching program right now, two group coaching programs, and they're both completely self-paced, but I can really handle it. And it's because I have scheduled it in to my schedule, right? I teach scheduling. I think it's the sexiest thing ever scheduling. (laughs) It allows me to have so much freedom and so much time. And I highly recommend if you want to be a great coachee. Okay. Um, number 10 is I take air, land, and sea action. Air, land, and sea action is actually a tool that I teach all of my hapsters. It is, um, kind of a more specific version of massive action. I found that people didn't really know what it meant, what it looked like to take massive action, even though that, that those words were trending. So air, land, and sea action is kind of a way I'm not going to go into the tool right now, but, um, to attack it from every angle. There's just no way I'm not going to achieve the result because I'm taking um, airline and sea action immediately as soon as I sign up with a coach and also routinely. If you kind of wait and you sign up and then you delay it for a while, I find that I lose momentum and I lose the emotion that really is so helpful for taking that action. As you know, we take all of our actions from our emotions, capitalize on that momentum, on that beginner's energy and excitement. Number 11, I'm willing to suck. (laughs) I'm willing for it to be messy. I'm willing to be a beginner again. I, you guys, I'm in the middle of life coach certification and I've been coaching professionally and making pretty good money for over three years. And I decided to go into the certification because I just love, love, love the life coach school and everything they stand for. And I knew it was just going to be great information, level up my coaching. And it is, but in the beginning, I was just losing my mind a bit. Like I, I, it was making me question everything that I was doing and I was a beginner again. And that was tough, but I had to just keep practicing. Listen, I'm here for it. I'm here for being a beginner. Maybe being a beginner is exactly what I need to be right now, okay? Maybe sucking is exactly how I'm supposed to be. I'm not supposed to be an expert yet at something new, okay? Number 11 or number 12 is I'm willing to feel uncomfortable emotions. This is such a huge one, you guys. I'm going to go through a couple, but discomfort, desire. Desire, I say, as a as a negative or uncomfortable emotion because it means you want something that you don't yet have and acknowledging that is by nature uncomfortable 
I'm willing to feel failure. I love it. Discipline, fear, disappointment, even when I don't reach a goal that I wanted to reach, I'm willing to set those goals and maybe fail at achieving it. I'm willing, right? I'm willing to feel commitment, which is kind of like, you know, how it feels when you don't really feel like doing something, but you're going to do it anyway because you committed to it. Yeah, that's how I'm willing to feel about coaching. I'm willing to feel courage to do number rule number one, whatever the fuck my coach says. <laughs> okay, number 13 is I know my coach is a tool. I am ultimately the one that's responsible for my results. So because of this, I never blame my coach. I don't try and shirk responsibility onto her. I am all in on the idea that like, it's my job now. Okay. I come to you for you to do your job and my job is the results. Amazing. And now 14 and the final one, the final way to tap into my highest coachy self is that I know that my coach is on my side. I know that the pushback and everything she's telling me that makes me want to cry, that makes me like so uncomfortable and want to crawl out of my skin sometimes. I know that it's all for me. It's not to spite me. I know she's not judging me. She's just reflecting what she sees. And if I notice that I'm being defensive, that's okay too. I have compassion for myself. I give myself a hug and I'm like, look at you being defensive. Obviously, you really need to change whatever's happening because you're so defensive about it. And then I just move forward quickly. Okay. And I just, I want you to realize that being a coachee and being an amazing coachee, it's all about the thoughts and feelings and really less about the action. I have a couple of things in here that were, were action-based for sure, but tap into the beliefs and practice those if you can do any of this right off the bat. Okay, you guys have a beautiful, beautiful day.